on the girl is our only concern is where the cake party is Accelerated down, we're getting there early Steaming up the window cause you're so fucking thirsty But you got to make it for and stop Over the curb to the neon light It's not fast food and it ain't no pit stop It's the thirst block! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, especially my wife, because uh, this will be one episode that she'll actually listen to, because it's Never Realm. My name is Luke. I'm your host on the Never Open Podcast, and with me, as always, is Mr. Guy. Say hello, Mr. Guy. Hello, Mr. Guy. Hello, Luke, and hello to the listeners. Of course, this is Never Realm 19, Luke. We've done this 18 other times. This is the 19th time, which is what numbers mean when you add them up. Nice. How'd you get the stats? Did you uh, message Chris Samsa? Did he, he send you the uh, Never Realm stats? He does not keep stats on Never Realm. I do that myself. Uh, oh, well, well done. That's uh, that's amazing. I'm glad you did. Usually this would be where uh, I put all the professional stuff in, but uh, I don't have to be professional today, so it's all good. I did. Uh, I, I will update. The uh, you and the listeners on something very important, and that is uh, we're still the Dream Shooter Shooter Junior Champions. I was wondering about that. You hadn't talked about it lately, so I just figured you and Charity, you're just honing your craft. You're continuing to be excellent, you know, at Dream Shooter Junior, which is, of course, the Papa Shot game that you two are uh, the current leaders of uh, the world in. And, um, you know, I'm glad that you guys are keeping it going. You know, I mean, no challenger yet. I guess we'll just wait and see. No, nah. the the little kids and babies can't play basketball for shit, dude. Um, by either by themselves or with people holding them over the basket. So you know, it's it, it's impossible. They're never gonna yeah. do it. They'll ne- they can't well, even reach 100, let alone fucking 452. I know. Yeah, yeah. And and when they watch the Aichi Dolphins play, they don't get anything out of it. They just see people you know, running around on a court, you are studying it. You know I mean? You and Charity, she's keeping the stats like Chris Stampsa, you know, and you guys are worried about, you know, all these different things, watching the shots, watching, you know, where their their placement is and how to pass the ball. You know, it's all very important when it comes to Dream Shooter Junior. That's right. We got a system, but we mix it up. There's two, there's two hoops, right? So one day we'll do the right-hand hoop and Charity will be in front of that and I'll be across ways and then the other day we'll do the other one. And then we'll mix it up again. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. Versatility, shit. versatility. Right. It's like, I mean, you're like Jeff Cobb over here. You could do everything, you know. Oh God, <laughs> yeah, he's gonna do something tomorrow. <laughs> it's called the Job. <laughs> oh, cool. We're gonna get uh, Cobb versus Omega. Where, where is it gonna be? Capital Collision. That'd be cool. No, Forbidden Door. I mean, Cobb's a good choice. Uh, yeah, all right, cool. No. Where's it happening? Tomorrow on Dynamite. Oh, Cobb's losing. Bye. Okay. Yeah. It'll so be a good Luke, match. But we yeah. were trying to think about it. We couldn't think of anyone. There, from what we, you know, from our our stats, which we've been keeping, which we have not been keeping, by the way, I'm just lying, but I cannot think of any time when a New Japan wrestler uh, went on AEW television and won. Usually they get hyped up 
and then they just lose and it's like i mean every time yeah like every single time they lose so it's like i mean i'm glad Cobb's getting that match that's good for him you know but at the same time it's like fuck man (laughs) yep you're going to lose that's uh it's like see ricky starks he beat jericho at the pay-per-view i'm like all right that's big for him Let's have him do something awesome. Now he's in a feud with Juice Robinson, and I'm just, like, not feeling it at all because he's a New Japan guy, and he's just going to lose. So I'm just like, really? This is what you had planned with Ricky Starks? And they start doing things with Hobbs, and I'm like, really? Cool. Awesome. Oh, now he's teaming up with fucking QT Marshall. I know you love him. Shut up. But it's just not working for me. I'm like, what are you doing? That's how I feel about some of the – story stuff going on in AEW right now. What are you doing? Are they building like, towards a show right now? I mean, they always are. Yeah. What's their What's their next big show? I don't know. What did we just have? Was it Revolution? I can't remember. I don't know. All the, I, yeah, I mean, so they're building to a new show, a, a big show, and, and it's going to be the champion versus who? I'm pretty sure... They haven't really cemented that yet, but uh, it's going to be like, I feel, feel like Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, and Sammy Guevara are going to be in that match somehow. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. all right, well, you know, just... One you know. of, or all three, or <laughs> I don't know. MJF will just, you know, destroy all of the young baby faces. <laughs> That's right. He'll let them destroy each other first. Then he'll That's uh, great. come in. I like yeah. it. It's funny to me. So, well, I'm sorry that Cobb will lose, but at the same time, maybe they'll do something fun. Maybe Aussie Open will come out with them. You know what I mean? And they'll kind of be there to counter the Bucks or something like that. And maybe we'll get a trios match later or something. I don't know. It seems like they could have done that first, but, um, you know, instead of just having the match. But, you know, I mean, you got to, I don't know. I don't know why. So. It's like, what are, what are AW fans who don't watch New Japan think of New Japan? Oh, well, this guy looks cool. Losers. Oh, well, this guy looks cool. Losers. Oh, well, this guy looks cool. Losers. Oh, Forbidden Doors coming up. Why would I watch that? It's full of fucking losers. Yeah. I'm already I mean, going full falsetto. I wasn't planning on it. <laughs> That's fair, though. I mean, like, you know, they say wins and losses don't matter, and they don't sometimes. But when, you know, you're trying to put another company over or they're being so nice as to come put you over, maybe you ought to throw them a bone. You know what I mean? There's probably a reason why certain guys haven't come over there and wrestled on Dynamite because they don't want to lose. So it's like, you know. AEW, how big is your roster again? Oh, it's fucking huge. Send some of them over to Japan a job or something. Damn it. Pie back. They did. They did. They sent Wheeler Yuta. Oh, uh, they said Wheeler Yuta and FTR, I guess. So, you know, yeah, they they did it like twice. <laughs> in a fucking year. It's... Yeah, but like <sighs> Kenny Omega comes over and wins. <laughs> so it's like, oh man. Well, it is what it is, Luke. But that's not the only, unfortunately, that's not the only wrestling talk we have. So um, we have Sorry, this Charity. like, yeah, I know. Sorry to everyone because this is impact talk. So Impact has this show coming up called like Multiverse of Mediocrity or something, and it's, and it's got like a bunch of New Japan guys on it, which is great. I'm happy they got places to work. I don't know why they can't just work in Japan, but here we are. 
So uh, this is the world we're in now. And and like Big Teats is on the show. Great. You know, there's people like him that are on there that are getting opportunities, and I'm happy about that. But um, Josh Alexander, who is the Impact Champion and was supposed to face Kushida, uh, which that match has been building a long time. Uh, they, uh, you know, which, by the way, that's another that's another show where New Japan guys come in and just lose. So, by the way, so anyway, uh, you know, Ishii did it in front of me once. So anyway, um, I just it. So Josh Alexander, unfortunately, he tore his pectoral muscle. So he's out for a long time. And uh, it's it, so like. He was supposed to face Kushida at Multiverse of Mediocrity versus or for the title, but now they've announced like another show, like their next big show. It's going to be Kushida versus Steve Macklin for the like Impact vacated title. And so on this upcoming show, it's going to be you know because Josh Alexander, his best buddy, is Leo Rush, of course. So Leo Rush is stepping in for him. I don't know why. Uh, but that's cool for Leah Rush, you know. Uh, he's gonna lose, you know. So I don't know. Wait, why don't I just have the Kashida Macklin match at the pay per view then, like for the title? I get built to it, man. I guess I, I don't know. Maybe Macklin's what? not ready for, you know. Mm-hmm. What? That's I don't weird. know. Okay. What's the point of the Leah Rush match? What if Kashida loses it? Oh, that building like Leah Rush gets his match. title shot? Yeah. Well, it's a dream match, you know, so. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it is going to be a good match. Yeah, it'll be great, you know, and those guys are good. And I'm happy for Leo Rush to get opportunities, even though that's all he does is get opportunities, you know. Um, He did really well in New Japan so far, so, yeah. Yeah. By the way, there's a Young Lion Blast from the Past match on this show. Do you know what it is? I it's, I saw it, but I don't know. remember, yeah. Yeah, you you or more of us is Gabriel Kidd. There's a match right. I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. That's great. There's another you is wrestling someone else coming up on a show. And maybe it's Big Teats. He's wrestling somebody. Maybe it's Alex Coughlin. It's like one of those people like that. And uh unless I just saw this and my brain thought of something else or for whatever reason. But um Jeff Cobb's also wrestling Moose on that uh Oh that'd be show. great. Yeah. So those guys can wrestle. And, like, I mean, that show's going to be good. That's got the Minoru Suzuki versus Kenta match. That'll be awesome. Um, and then, you know, the main event is, uh, well, yeah, I guess that's the main event now, is Mike Bailey versus uh, Tanahashi, which will be absolutely incredible. Mike Bailey is, I called him the top indie guy last time we talked about him, which I guess he isn't because he's in Impact and working for big companies and stuff. But, like, he's tremendous. And he's one of those guys that, like, he was about to break out like he was was about to break out the same time that Osprey did Osprey and and like Tommy end, maybe just a little bit after them. He was like the next big guy from Canada to come out. Um, And he uh, he had some border issues and got banned from the United States for like five years. So here we are five years later. He's been, you know, he's been honing his craft and finally he's back. And over the past year, year and a half, he's been blowing up. And I mean, I saw him wrestle like, couple times uh you know here in the in the states on that impact show that i went to i mean dude it's absolutely tremendous he's he's incredible so i'm uh, i'm happy he's finally getting you know recognition and stuff but i mean he got ricocheted you know he got lucha underground kind of you know where he just kind of got stuck somewhere and couldn't do anything for a long time so he probably lost a lot of money 
then yeah. so did you do going past? Yeah, he probably did. Oh man, five years. Shit. And all right, so he's got a lot of catching up to do it and shit, I guess. Yeah. I know. He, if he gets hey, he's gets wrestle Tanahashi. That's pretty cool. He's got wrestling Tanahashi on pay per view. Like I feel it. You've made it. <laughs> You're fine. I mean, it's all yeah, been packed, but you know, it's, it's still. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, like we're not getting this, and some of the matches are. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna miss an Aussie Open match. We're gonna miss miss the uh, strong strong match too. Suzuki versus Kenta. Oh my god. Yeah, if someone wants to send us a. You know, uh, some way to watch the show by other means besides paying for it. Let us know. You know, I'd be happy to watch it for free, but I'm not giving Impact my money. I'm sorry, it's not happening. No. Even though I went to one of their stupid shows like, <laughs> a year ago, but uh, I have not. Well, that's it. different. That's live wrestling. Like, yeah, I'd go. That was really fun. I don't watch Impact, I mean, and if Impact came to Australia from for a Melbourne show, I'd, I'd go to that. Yeah, Ishii, AJ White, and El Fantasma were on the show. So, I mean, I was like, wow, I kind of have to go to that. Glad I got yeah. to see Jay White. You know, I wonder if we'll ever see him again. <sighs> I have a feeling I'm going to see him this weekend at a certain place, yeah. and I, I really wish that wouldn't happen. But, uh, you know, the longer, longer Jay White doesn't turn up anywhere else, the more I feel like he's going WWE. And, uh, yeah, yeah, makes, which, makes which means money. like, yeah, I guess so. Like, I'm, I'm sure he was hard up for cash with, with the with the current role <laughs> that he had selling at the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Got to make the more making money. Oh, it's He's just like I'll never see him wrestling. Money. Until, that fuck that, you, Gato that, money. That whole yeah. time. Yeah, true. I just want to see him wrestle that whole time, really. So I know. Yeah, because well, I, it's just. It's stupid that one of the like best wrestlers in the world isn't announced for any dates ever for anything right now. And it's just like, oh, that's really dumb. But then again, like what? I said, we don't know if he needed surgery on something. And, you know, we don't know. There's there's, you know, lots of possibilities on what's going on with him. And uh, we'll see what happens. That's all we can do. Luke. That's right. I just hope it's something out of my fantasy dream book and not my fantasy nightmare book. Yeah, well, it's, it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be a nightmare, so get ready. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that all happened. Uh, we also had Sonata name his move. He got his move named, right, Luke? Oh, yeah. It is called drumroll. Um, okay. Record scratch that. Um, no to that, too. Or you let a record scratch? I hope so. It's called the Deadfall. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's just, it's like, I don't know what to expect. Like, I don't know. Was there anyone who heard that? It was like, far out the deadfall. Yeah, boy. Yeah. <laughs> or they're like me and just saw the name. I was just like, oh, yeah, cool. You got a name for it now. Cool. <laughs> like all the suspense as to what to name it. I'm glad. I'm glad. Did they do a fan vote thing? I hope not because the fans are dumb. How dumb are they? I remember wow. them naming the Daniel Bryan Kane team, Team Hell No, which was the freaking <laughs> lamest choice out of the freaking options. Oh, yeah. I remember that. So, you know, it would have well, been. Why couldn't he? I, I wish he would have just called it just one move or something like that. You know, I mean, that would have been great. He's, but no personality, you know, he can't can't attach himself to just five guys too much. You know, he's still got to be Sonata. So, yeah, 
like I need to know what the t t-shirt situation is as well. Like, will they do the thing with the just four crossed out and there's a five on it now? Something like that. Uh, they wait until they have six. I think just five guys will work, but uh, I don't know. You remember remember when Sonata came back from injury and he put on a new t-shirt and it was literally just said, I'm back on it. Yeah, it did. With like a little I'm stick back. figure or something. Yeah. It's not very creative. I, either he he designed that shirt or, or he made the stupid mistake of going, hey, yo, can you just design my shirt? Because, you know, he did design that one chaos towel and maybe all of his own yeah. shirts or something. Well, maybe I mean, that's why show wanted to break up with him. So like, stop designing our T-shirts <laughs> and, well, and, and choosing uh, our theme music. If <laughs> it the says it, oh, my God. If the T-shirt says L.I.J. on it, though, it's going to sell no matter what else it says on it. So if it says I'm back, great. If it says I'm a fucking idiot and it says L.I.J. on it, it's still going to sell. So I wonder how just five guys merch sales will just six guys. Excuse me. How many how many guys are there? That, that? It's five. I don't know. The fact, I haven't got a new shirt yet. Uh, I don't know. J Japan sometimes New Japan sometimes slow off the mark to get the new merch shit out. Yeah, you know, well, I still you know, can't get I still can't get that I don't care shirt that uh, Jado had used to have. I still oh, can't yeah. buy one of those. Can't be bothered, Jado. You know, he doesn't <laughs> care. I don't he care. Now, now he cares. <laughs> he cares a lot about one person. That's it. Yeah. Tama Tonga. That's it. He didn't care about anybody else. I mean, well, I guess he cares about Hikaleo too. But like, you know, he doesn't care about anyone else, and and it's just uh, it's kind of annoying. You know? Where is Hikaleo? He's I don't see him announced for the upcoming Sakura shows. He he is oh. on those, yes. He is? Yeah. All right, good. All right. He's well, on those that's, shows. That's we can... me suitably shut it up. Well, we got the two, oh, yeah, like, uh, yeah, the Road to Sakura Genesis matches or shows, and those have some notable things going on with them. Obviously, we have the, you know, two titled defenses. We have the... Uh, you know, Kapow trophy, or uh, excuse me, it's now belt, uh, you know, uh, Shingo versus Mr. Hanari, who will we will name this podcast after. Um, and, uh, you know, the six man titles are also being defended on those two shows. They're also at Kurgan Hall and they're going to be fucking wild. And I'm, I love yeah. it. I, I love Kurgan Hall. Um, it's going to be awesome. So it's, it's, uh, we got, like who's returning? So that that new guy, the new guy is is finally wrestling in tags. Um, Bolton, what's his face? Oli Bolton. Yes, him. He's wrestling on these shows, and so is uh, Hikaleo, which is nice. So that's good. I'm just having a exquisite at two. Um. Oh yeah, we Oscar Lou versus Umino. That's gonna be fun. Uh. <laughs> That's not. Junior. Okay. I don't think that's the televised one. I oh, think really? that the yeah, the, there's there's a, a several of these row two shows, but I think the only ones that are televised are going to be the April second and April third shows. If I'm oh, I think you're right. Yes, and I'm looking at April first like a dingbat. So let's go to second. Yeah, because I don't have enough wrestling. I'm going to watch this weekend. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah man you're you're all excited about wrestlemania huh? you're gonna watch roman reigns is gonna lose the match and the title to the guy to the other guy yes this wrestling yeah so my best man and uh, from my from my wedding yeah tim hello tim i don't, I don't know if he listens to this podcast probably not 
but he's a he's a WWE guy, and uh, I'm going to be there for the weekend pretty much and watch both days. I just want to hang out with him really, so you know. But the WWE will be on, and I will have my eyes on it. It's like the first. Wow, might be the first show of theirs I've watched it since like 2019, 2018, something like that. So yeah, well, you've missed Roman Reigns, who's your favorite. So I can't stand him. <laughs> it's like that's all the that's all they do on the show now, apparently. But then again, I don't watch it, so why do I know? It's just WWE funny how, do, like, so they might troll me and have Roman Reigns win the main event, and I'm just like, oh fuck this. I mean, I don't think they would be trolling you. I think they'd just be doing what they do, you know. But uh, they <laughs> like if you think about the last ten WrestleManias, is Roman Reigns in the main event of like like eight of out of ten of them? I mean. <laughs> He's in the main event of like every WrestleMania. So it's like, I don't know. It's just kind of boring, man. You know, I'm just like that lady in, um, in, uh, that Lindsay Lohan movie. It's like, stop trying to make fetch a thing. It's not going to happen. I'm still there with Roman Reigns. Everyone can tell me this bloodline stuff is amazing. He's great. I don't care, man. It's just like, he's not going to happen for me. Mean goes this. It's just not going to happen. That's a great movie, by the way. So really fantastic. Um, yeah, we get Taichi and Sonata tagging together for the first time, and they are facing the Dream Team. That's on the that's on the second night of Kurgan Hall. And Robbie Eagles is back too, and he's with uh, TMDK, of course. So that's going to be fun. I wonder what he if he's going to teach Fujita how to fuck somebody's leg up. I hope so. That's 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 true. So Fujita looks more, I guess, juniorish in in size and stature. So you know, it's only fair that he has to learn some fuck your leg techniques mm-hmm. it's kind of a law if you're a junior as well it's it, it's a must yeah, have no no one's better to teach you that than you know the king of fuck your leg himself robbie eagles so that's right with his uh george miller special i don't know sure. what kind of names that mm-hmm. we're using for that now yeah so yeah no it's all right so we've got some returns we've got some well, faction shifts that we get to see actually live on TV now. The Robbie Eagles and uh, Sonata. I can't wait to see Sonata and Taichi. I know they're gonna be so happy with each other. They're just, you know, yeah. I mean, you think they'll play with each other's <clears throat> boobs like they used to? That'd be fun. <laughs> it's a possibility, and uh, and uh, as that happens, D- Doki's gonna bang on the railing right near Kevin. Go away! <laughs> Stop staring. <laughs> so. Bro. So like Tanahashi tries to, you know, he pulls his jacket out and shows everybody his abs and like Taichi and Sonata just walk around dismissively popping their pecs, you know? <laughs> oh, oh my God. Who wins those peck popping competitions now? <laughs> Surely. They're on the same team. They, they peck together. Yeah. They pop together. So <laughs> dude, we're definitely going to see that, aren't we? Against the dream team. <laughs> they better it's going to be awesome. Oh my god! I t- I forgot about the pe- peck popping shenanigans. Oh shit! Dude, that got us through the pandemic, man. <laughs> shit, like that yeah. got us through the pandemic. Those two, I mean, I now let's do push-ups. They, <laughs> yeah, they've been best friends forever. So I mean, this is gonna be great. Damn straight it is. Oh, okay. So yeah, we got the oh the King of Pro Wrestling match. I don't know. It, I think it got announced after we recorded the last episode, but the match sounds awesome. You've got to like pin the guy, submit them, and have them down for a ten count. But you got to do all three, and it doesn't matter which order you have to do them in. So it's like okay. a, yeah, 
you've you got to do one of each. And uh, that's what's what I can't remember the name of it, but that's what the match is. And I'm like, oh, that actually sounds better than what I thought it would be. And I, I'm, I'm glad they didn't go in this direction because I was really looking forward to that Great Okan Shingo match. And that was a stinker. And I feel like Kevin knows that knew it was too because no one wants real fighting in your fake fighting because it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Like, like try to do a boxing tournament in wrestling and then the guy they didn't want to go over actually won and then you never got pushed. So... <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta you gotta work it work it or not, you know. That's kind of how it's supposed to be. Um, but uh, but yeah, you I'm know, glad I, it's gonna be more of a wrestling match. I've been uh, getting into some real fighting recently. I've been watching boxing, like lots of boxing stuff. And uh, I don't know. I st- I started watching Creed. I watched the. I told you I watched those Creed movies recently. I still haven't seen the third one. But I was like, I have a this person in my, well, he's not in my life anymore, but someone I used to work with who I just thought was the biggest piece of shit I'd ever met in my life. And I didn't respect any opinion they had and they love the Creed movie. So I was like, Oh, they must be shit, you know? And, uh, and I was wrong because I started watching them recently. I watched the first two and they're fucking incredible. They're like, they're like high production and, and more serious, uh versions of like cobra kai i could see where cobra kai got some of their ideas like for real it's like the same kind of thing except it's just two move well there's three movies now but that's led me on down a path of learning a lot about boxing that i didn't know and like you know obviously there's some great youtube channels out there that cover old boxing matches and i've been watching the old uh muhammad ali frazier fights and like i didn't I didn't know much about those. I just knew down goes Frazier, down goes Frazier, right? And man, watching those is so cool and how like they both have a completely different like attack, you know, and defense. And so it's so fun. Like, you know, uh, Joe Frazier's like a guy that sneaks in and kind of goes under your punches, right? Where Muhammad Ali goes backwards, like away from your punches. So they like, when they meet, it's like explosivo. So I, man. I've been fired up about that. That's been really fun. I don't know if you like boxing, but no, no, um, I don't know much about like real boxing, but uh, like my sister and I really like the Rocky movies. I got her into them as well, and uh, so we we've seen but, or, but the first two Creeds, but we've rewatched the first one. Next week we'll re- we'll do the second one, and then I think it's either just coming out or has been out for a week or so. We'll go see Creed three together. So. We watched we rewatched the first one. It holds up. It's great. Got that it's got that rocky feel, but it's kind of more updated and stuff. Like it's they did pretty well with the formula. Like I don't know, it worked. It had that really good balance of like cheese and and good character moments and stuff. It, it was fantastic. I loved I loved it. But I'm, well, I'm a so, sucker. Like I like them all, even Rocky Five. So I don't care. Like what do I know? <laughs> well, Michael B. Jordan is tremendous, and so like. Like, he, I, you know, I mean, I, I would imagine a lot of people my age and a little younger are kind of like feel attached to him emotionally because I grew up watching him on, you know, in my early 20s, late teens. He was on The Wire and he was also on Friday right. Night Lights, which is another show I absolutely love. So, like, he's always been like this, like, tremendous uh, actor that's like, you know, in shows that I love playing like I, I don't, I'm attached to his characters. When he plays someone, I'm like, I'm emotionally attached to him. He gets me invested every time. He's a tremendous actor. So, like, he was the perfect choice for this. Like, rarely do you see nowadays someone cast 
and they're like that is they were born to play this role and like he was he was born to play that role but luckily he's a fantastic actor and he was born to play like any role he wants because he's so great he's fantastic like he's also considered like one of the few actually really good interesting marvel universe villains yeah that's like uh so uh, he he managed to take that role and and fucking crush that shit too. Now nah, <clears throat> I, I I have seen him in the wire, so I guess that is the first thing I saw him in. But uh, Creed is what got me into Michael B. Jordan. He was awesome. Like and I like that the second movie is like a double sequel because it's a it sequel is. of there's a sequel to Creed and a sequel to a Rocky Four <laughs> at the same time, and it's fucking incredible how how much that has to juggle and. It's insane, yeah. And I, I like that. Like that, uh, Rock, Rocky is the same age as Mick, that Mickey was in the first movie. He wears Mickey's hat. Yeah, <laughs> he sure does. Yeah, he he is Mickey. Like basically, you know, they they just take like you said, it's formulaic. They take the same formula from Rocky and literally plug in the characters. But it's it's not done poorly. It's done really well. So it doesn't matter. Exactly. You know, it's like, that's why I like those movies so much. And, you know, I'm watching those movies, Luke. Right. And, you know, back to what you were saying about how you don't want your, you don't want real fighting and your fake fighting. So I've watched Rocky many times and, and all the Rocky movies and people will always say, ah, well, you know, boxy's not really like that. You know, guys don't really get punched a million times like that. Well, in the golden age of heavyweights, they did. And so, like I like Joe Frazier versus Muhammad Ali in one of those fights, they they take like 400 punches from each other, literally. So like it like George Foreman had a, a tremendous chin as well late in his career and just would just get punched in the face a million times, just like a Rocky movie. And like I you know many times in some of these huge heavyweight fights with some of these like you know folks from 20 years ago they 100% would drop their guard and just start slugging it out. And that is what happens in the Rocky movies, and I love it. Yep. See, yeah, of course. If he just does all the perfect ducking and dodging and weaving and stuff, that's boring. I want to see him punch that guy. See him get knocked down and be like, oh, I'm Creed, I got this. And have that I like, like, flashback. Uh, I can't remember if it was the first one or the second one. There's like... Uh, you know, they got, I think it's the first one because he's got the best cut man in the business, you know. And he's, and in the ref walks over, it's like trying to check Creed's eye. And he's like, he's like, how many fingers am I holding up? Because his eyes swelling up. And if he can't see, they got to call the fight. So he holds up three fingers and the cut man just taps the back of his neck three times. And he's like, Creed. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That was so great. Wow, that's a nice little touch. I don't think I noticed that. So uh, nice. So they put all the little boxing details in there too. And I'm pretty sure Michael B. Jordan did all of the, the boxing stuff too. It's a, One thing I do have a beef with the movie about is that the first fight in the first um, – uh, well, the first big fight, I guess, in the first movie, they they do this like magical thing where they try to make it all in one take. And it's obviously not. I mean, it's like they digitally did that. But, man, it's fucking amazing. It's like you're watching a live fight. It's incredible. Yeah. And the camera's, like, flying around inside the ring and stuff like that. And uh, and it's the best filmed fight in the entire series so far. 
And it's like, ah, oh, you got to do that again. You can't just do that once and then not continue to do that. I thought that would be the style. In the second movie, they completely abandoned it. It's like, oh, come on. That was so cool. <laughs> well, I, I can't remember so much about uh, Creed 2, so, uh, except that it's a double sequel, which really tickles me. So uh, I'll watch that next week. That's good. Because uh, it says Tuesdays off, so uh, that's that's what we're doing. So, yeah. Uh, it's been great because I've rewatched the Rocky movies a couple times, but this is the first time I've rewatched the Creed film. So I don't know. I hope he gets five. Do five like yeah. uh, well, I know he did six, but yeah, there's I, no reason yeah. why he can't keep going if the formula still works. And I mean, and and I was when I pulled these Creed movies up, I knew they were Rocky movies, but I didn't know Rocky was going to be like one of the main characters. Yeah. I thought he'd just kind of show up in it. And like, like a cameo, first, yeah. At first, I was like, oh, come on. But no, he's great. He is the same character. And we love Rocky, the character. So why would we not like him? You know, it's like, so Picard is now in season three, right? And I'm not going to spoil anything for you. I know you haven't watched a lot of it. But the first two seasons, you're watching it. And this is not the character that you've you come to love. So you have no, like, all that backstory all that time you spent watching and getting to know captain picard and loving him for who he is and everything all that gets thrown out the fucking window and so <laughs> because he's not the same guy and they finally figured out how to like write him again as the as the same character in this in this last most recent season it's like oh this is the guy we've been waiting to see for fucking 20 30 episodes or whatever it is and so it's great that you know, obviously no one understands the character of Rocky more than Sylvester Stallone, of course. And like he he still does. He didn't fuck it up for some ego reason, you know, like somebody else did. No, but oh, man, see, I I'm still waiting for season three to, of Picard to finish because uh, whilst I'm st hearing still like, like it's pretty good, it's the best season yet. I want to wait till it's finished because uh, if they can do it a whole season that people like will actually watch it so uh, if it has a shitty ending or something like that i'll just be like yeah you know what i'll pass so I mean, that's that's kind of where I'm, I'm sitting with it i don't get it but you know i don't i don't get that because like you were the one who was fired up about watching this because all the other characters come back you know and now you're like ah ah but i i you know you, you don't worry luke this season won't hurt you you know what i mean this yeah. first two those first two are painful um they oh, even yeah. you know i mean they even shoehorn brent spiner in again this season but this time it works they shoehorned him in like in every season in every situation i mean he plays like 10 different characters on fucking picard and it's like good lord this guy needs a payday so bad he just he's got the giant brent spiner shoehorn here he comes again you know which i love brent spiner i think he's great but like in this season it makes sense and it's like oh okay cool this is important well, that's good. So, uh, yeah, I did say I'd watch it, but I don't know. I just, by the time it came out, I was just like, eh, my brain's on other things right now. Bye. I'll come back. That's yeah, just how it it's works. It, it's not Strange New Worlds where, I, where I'd be like, all right, when's the, when's the premiere? Because I want to watch it that day it comes out. Because uh, that's, that that's awesome. like the best Star Trek they do, yeah. And uh, so I did say... <laughs> I caught up on South Park and they did a, a, a really funny thing. And I watched a movie that kind of reminded me of this app. I watched Her. Have you seen Her? I haven't. I heard it's amazing, though. It's 
it's pretty good. It's a, it's a bit weird, but it's it's really good. But it, it, a lot of it felt like at certain points, like chat GPT before chat GPT. And I'll just watch an episode of South Park where they purposely paint themselves into a corner with Stan. Like they make him out to be a mega dick with no way out. This will change things forever. And like, rather than trying to figure how, rather than Matt and, and uh, Trey trying to figure out how we'd get out of that situation, they put the situation to chat GPT. And ChatGPT did the ending. <laughs> and, oh, and did it really? Ending. That's so funny. Yeah. And then the credits rolled. And uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, it was it was it was kind of like the, like her. He has this really weird job, and I could never really figure out what the point of it was. It's like he has this job of writing sad letters or just letters in general for other people to their own kids or nephews and stuff. And it just felt like the weirdest job I've ever seen. It, it broke my brain because I'm like, how do you get paid for this? What's the point of it? Like, it, why couldn't he just have any other regular writing job? I don't know. Maybe I missed the point of the movies in some way. Yeah, but I did I like it's it. It's like a metaphor probably, you know, because that's like a, you know, I don't know. That seems to be movie language for something, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that shows um, a severance. They have a job that makes no sense. <laughs> It's so great. It's like a big It's like that it's uh, like, I think you should you leave sketch. You know the one where uh, this this woman is is in a, oh, yeah. a driving test what or something like that. What does she do with the tables? What's what's her job? Her job is tables. Okay? But what do you mean tables? How is tables a job? <laughs> <laughs> then you find oh, out she man. rents out tables to comic cons and things like that. Oh my god. Yeah, she's talking about Freddy Krueger stealing her table or something. Everyone's like, what? That was funny. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah, no, I watched her. And it's good. It's weird. Like, I feel like I know Joaquin Phoenix's face from up close from every possible angle that there is. Like, his nostrils, his eyebrows, everything. Because <laughs> there's long stretches of, of movie that are just all right on his face as he as he talks to the AI and stuff. And I'm just like, okay, well, this couldn't have been too uh, – man, man, man how, how intense would that be to make? All right, now we've gotten you reacting from this angle. Now do it all again, but from – and again, and again, and again. Like that uh, Simpsons episode where Milhouse has to act. But I don't know. It would have been intense, but it, it's, it's like that for really long portions of the movie. Just his face. Well, I mean, he is probably an egomaniac, you know, because he's a fantastic actor. And uh, oh, he's yeah. probably thinking, oh, he's communist. You know? Yeah, I know. He's communist. And, you know, Gladiator 2 is being cast, by the way. So I don't know. Why? I'm worried. Uh, yeah, exactly. Why? Yeah, why? So, uh, yeah. so really, really Scott's like, ah, there's some money here. You know, he's like, ah, he he only does epic movies nowadays, and like, most of them are shit. You know, so it's like, I mean, uh, he's made some really bad ones, and so I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. You know, maybe it'll be awesome. I I still haven't watched like the last Alien movie that he did because I thought Prometheus was like stank nuggets, major stanks. So I didn't really bother. So uh, I, don't I, know. I like he's... that movie. It's just a sci-fi movie. As an Alien movie, it's not. It's like some other movie they just put the alien name on. You know what I mean? It doesn't, 
<laughs> I don't, I don't, you know, I liked it as just like a general sci-fi movie, but not as, I, I mean, to me, there's alien and then there's aliens and that's it. I don't, I don't, these other newt and all this other shit that happens later on or whatever. I don't care about any of that. I don't, I don't, you know, whatever you got. I, I, I agree. I, don't, I, don't I do. I do kind of like bits of Alien Three. I like. I like David Fincher as a director, and he had a pretty shitty deal. So yeah. So I'm glad that uh, after that movie, no matter what you feel about it, I'm glad that uh, he was given a, more of a chance later to show what he could do because he's got some good shit. I, I still like watch Fight Club every couple of years. That's a great movie. Yeah, I mean, you know, he did uh, recently. He did the show. It's a Netflix show called Mind Hunter, and there's two seasons of it. It's fucking tremendous. It's so good. It's about these guys that are basically they're they're the the founders of studying serial killers for you know for the CIA or the FBI or something like that in America. And it's it's fascinating because they go and interview serial killers, and the acting is just fucking off the charts good. But it, it you know there's two seasons of it, and then. It got canceled because Netflix cancels everything. And uh, even an amazing show like that. And uh, David Fincher said there will be no third season ever. So it's sad. That does suck. Also, <clears throat> that's kind of why Charity and I have made Netflix our subscribe to if there's something interesting coming out kind of yeah. subscription rather than keeping it. Because we'd start a show and – I don't know, they get cancelled or something and then I'd find out and then, then I'd tell Charity and we'd both lose interest and we'd just stop watching. Whereas, I don't know, on other services, they seem to actually finish what they start and, I don't know, better value for money, I guess, in that respect. Yeah, not I, always, I, but, yeah. I, 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 I hate getting invested in a show and it's cancelled, man. I just, uh, it's, it's it, could be be a, it could be a good thing. You know, but it, it's rare that that's a good thing. You know, um, I can't think of any examples, but I, I am fucking pissed at them for canceling 1899. I mean, come on. One of the greatest shows ever. It's the follow up to that, to Dark, which is like one of the greatest TV shows of all time. And fuckers can't even give these guys a little bit of rope. You know, come on, man. The, the end of the first season was a huge like you know, plot twist and all kinds of, it just opened up the whole world to a new, you know, things. And it's like, ah, come the fuck on. Anyway, I'm mad at them for that. Makes me grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> you What's that show we were watching on, on, uh, it was about, um, time travel sort of, but it was through video games or something. What was that, uh, that show we oh, were watching? Yeah, Peripheral. I wonder if that's coming back, you know, because that's one that I would be I'd be OK if it never came back because I really enjoyed the show. But I really want to see what happens, too. So, you know. Yeah, no, I, I dude, I, I hope we get at least three, three seasons, I think, like, would be would be nice. I don't know if you could get that much more out of it anyway, but that's what I'm hoping for, or at least two really good, solid seasons. Oh, man, I'm so into that. It's got like. Almost every sci-fi trope in one, except for, like, aliens. It's got, like, an alternate future that messes with an alternate past, that, and the, both of them are about to have an apocalypse, so it's post-apocalyptic as well. <laughs> There's, like, people in robot bodies and, and shit and cloning and stuff, I think, too. And 
all this kind of hacking and computer stuff and virtual realities, it's got all of the sci-fi tropes, all of them. It does. And, and, and I like that. And possibly it's got pretty good characters too. And uh, yeah. just when I feel like they've got enough characters, though, I'm like, wow, you've got a really cool cast of characters. Then they introduce, like, uh, that cop near the end of uh, season yeah. one. I'm just like, all right, yeah. now we've got more cool characters. Awesome. The, the, the internet says that they're hopeful for a, a second season. So apparently it's, it's, it's going to happen, maybe? We'll see. I mean, it's, you know, if it's not Lord of the Rings or wheel of time i mean amazon doesn't have time for it so but we'll see <laughs> yeah that's true but i feel like they're going to do another bosch tv show as well with um jerry edgar's character who is a dude in the wire uh, oh, i can't yeah. remember what i can't remember what role he played in the wire he was the the, the actor has a scar on his face it's not omar it's um he was the he was the second drug dealer. I think it took over after uh, Idris Elba's character left. Marlo, it was Marlo. Yeah, yeah, that's him. That boy. So I Marlo. feel like he's going to get a spin-off oh, from Bosch, which is pretty Lance good. Lance Reddick is in that show too. Oh. oh, dude, don't mention Lance Reddick. Yeah, yeah I know, right? I've, I've I remember the first thing I saw him in, which was Oz. Way back in the uh, you know late nineties, early noughties, the the prison drama. I remember his character vividly. He was a undercover cop that was sent in to kind of bust the drug scene in prison, Yikes. but but got addicted to drugs, and, <laughs> and then you know was was like uh, fired from the police and sent to jail. And guess what jail he's at? <laughs> Oz. So that's the first thing I ever saw Lance Reddick in. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I yeah, saw him in The Wire. Anyway. The Wire, yep, I saw yeah, him in The Wire. He's in all of Bosch. He plays, like, one of the really top cops, like, not the assistant commissioner and then sometimes the commissioner, depending on the season, I guess. And he's fantastic. So, yeah, that's weird. It's only 60. Yeah, man. It's... uh. It's been tough, dude. That that was like, so I got that news, and then that was the same day that we found out that Sean, uh, the referee, was going to pass away. And uh, the new Botchamania is out, and they did. Uh, he, you know, Sean got to do the intro, so he sent that before he passed away, which is just fucking cool, you know, uh, that he got to do that. Oh, that's so, amazing. Um, you know, I don't want to talk about this, but I do just want to mention that, like, you know, we went to the funeral and or the you know, visitation is really hard, but I just, man, I was blown away. Like RIP SPO, which Sean Patrick O'Brien, that's what he called himself to a lot of times was SPO. That was trending worldwide on Twitter. Like <laughs> this guy is so beloved. And like the thing that I love that so much, but I just, you know, it makes me wonder, did he know that? You know what I mean? Did he know how much everyone loved him? Cause I mean, like, I, I don't see how he could have known, you know, that people all over the world knew who he was and just and just loved him. So I, I'm I'm so sad he's gone. But at the same time, it's it was really nice to see the outpouring of love towards someone like that who, you know, if you watch independent wrestling television or any of the like major indies in the Midwest, you're going to see Sean constantly. He's a part of every great moment, you know, in any of these promotions. And, uh, you know, it's just. I don't know. I'm sad he's gone, man. 
Yeah, I know you are. I am too. Like, it was really cool talking to him. And I always had it in the back of my mind that if he wrestled one, if he refereed one New Japan guy, I can't wait for him to wrestle, uh, wrestle, sorry, ref another one so we can have him back on the show again. Like, I figured, like, it would be a semi-regular thing, you know? He, uh, he refs the New Japan guy. Oh, we bring him on. Yeah. So, yeah, it's sad, it's sad man. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah. Well, like I said, it's, uh, it's just sad that, you know, like I said, I just wish that, I hope he knew, you know, somehow. But, uh, but anyway, so, Luke, we have, uh, speaking of wrestling promotions that are not in the Midwest, but are, exist, um, we have uh, Ring of Honor, the <laughs> uh, Ring of Honor Review. Would you like to hear Ian's Ring of Honor Review, where he's going to tell us all about Ring of Honor, not Ring Powers, not uh, sure Mr. not uh, Dragon Rings, but uh, Dragon, <laughs> uh, Dragon, uh, yeah, that's right, Power Rings and Dragon's House. I just can't, <laughs> I just can't House. use their real name. House and the Dragons. longer I did that's... it, the <laughs> House Dragons, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, I'm glad we had a bit of a laugh before, like, because I can just imagine Ian going like, "Oh God, I got to follow this. I hope my review is really good." Uh, it is. I've, I've already read it, so you know, yeah. It's... We're professionals here, right. whether it's never wrong or not. We're gonna set you up and we're gonna <laughs> knock him down. So uh, here is Ian's review for the date of the, the show that he will tell you in the thing. Hi, Luke and Andy. This is Ian with another Ring of Honor review. We're four weeks into the new show now, and starting to get a sense of what new Ring of Honor looks like. Unsurprisingly, quite a lot like old Ring of Honor. Match-heavy, a little bit indie-rific, but able to spot and highlight guys who would get lost in a bigger promotion. First up, we have Tony Nese versus Mark Briscoe. It's happened for tragic reasons, but I do quite like how Mark Briscoe has sort of become the patron saint of Ring of Honor. He's never going to get booed again in his entire life, so I'm fine with them using this goodwill to hype crowds and boost talented guys. Tony Nese is a talented guy, but I worry that talent is all he has. He's gifted in the ring, but he's not especially interesting in the ring, and not to be blunt, but these days there's a lot of guys who are gifted in the ring. Briscoe gets a solid win, and we roll towards that match with Joe. Or maybe a match with someone else. More on that later. Up next, we get the Trustbusters versus a team I'm nicknaming Christian Metal. AR Fox, Blake Christian, and Metalik. The only thing that bonds them together is being faces with athletic styles, but that's enough to make this match interesting. Metalik in particular is getting the chance to show off here, and the crowds are very hot for this match. It's ultimately filler, as the Trustbusters are a talented enhancement team, but they do get some beautiful spots in, including an absolutely absurd multi-multi-man suplex, and Smart Mark Sterling gets kicked in the face, which is all I can ask for. Post-match, the Embassy comes out and attacks Christian Metal, continuing a fun and growing rivalry. Solid booking, which brings us towards the pay-per-view. Women's action is up next as Lady Frost faces Sky Blue. Lady Frost should be a much bigger star than she is. She's athletic, her kicks look great, and she inhabits her aloof and dominant character perfectly. She, in fact, brings Sky Blue to one of her best performances in a match that's nicely paced, decently tough, and overall coherent. I was only let down by the ending, where Blue got a win that I think should have gone to Frost. Oh well, I'm sure I'll see both of them again. Next up, Rhett Titus and Tracy Williams face Roosh and Drillistico. 
This is a Faction Ingobernable showcase, especially focusing on the power and athleticism of Rouge. Tracy Williams, though, does look good here as well, moving the match up from an enhancement squash to an actual bout. It would be good to see just a bit more about him so my brain can categorise him as more than just a guy. Rouge and Drillistico win, as expected. I really hope they're starting doing something with these guys, as they're way too good to just be the next rung up in the heel ladder. Next, we get an excellent backstage interview as Claudio sits down with Eddie Kingston. Eddie is what Eddie is, and it's obviously great from his part, but the revelation here was Claudio, who portrays a character at once straight-laced and poisonous, who gets to the core of the Eddie Kingston problem. Describing Eddie as a waste of potential might be the best attack line against Eddie that I've heard. Following on from last week where Mike Bennett faced Dante Martin, this week we get Matt Taven against Darius Martin. I joke a lot about Taven because he's kind of a ridiculous human being, but he looks really good here. Darius is obviously phenomenal, but there's points in his game where it feels like his recent bouts of injury has kind of allowed his younger brother to leapfrog him a bit. Nonetheless, this is a solid match with an inevitable outcome. Dante beat Bennett last week, so to even things up as we go into the pay-per-view, Taven cheats to win here. Simple story, but told well. Next up, Tony Deppen faces Brian Cage. I'm really fond of Deppen, who's a tremendous and slightly weaselly technical wrestler. I'd enjoy seeing him face Utah for the pure title at some point, however I also enjoy him being pinballed around the place by Brian Cage. They do the size disparity well, with Deppen fighting from underneath and getting the upper hand before being clobbered back down. However, a cage victory is inevitable, as is the post-match beatdown, broken up by Christian Metal. Following this, Silas Young faces off against Shane Taylor. This was set up only last week, so it feels a bit quick for it to pay off now, but I suppose that's the economics of block tapings. It's a solid match, albeit one that the crowd don't immediately warm to. Neither man is what you'd call a natural face, so what you have is a beast fighting a bully, but they bring people into it with some hard strikes. If they're going to keep Young around, I could imagine him nicely rounding out a trio with the Butcher and a Blade. The match could have gone either way, but a devastating package pile driver from Taylor finishes things off. I hope Chase Owens was watching so he could see how that move is, you know, supposed to look. Up next, we get the return of Billy Starks, facing off against Miranda Alizé. I like Alizé's look and style, and think she could be something if she was given a story. Starks remains phenomenal, though, and secures her first win after a fast and energetic match. The next matchup is the semi-main, and honestly, should be the actual main. Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel face Aussie Open. This is as solid and impressive a tag match as you're ever likely to see. The spirit of the 2000s indies against one of the best tag teams of the 2020s. Tag matches suit Daniels well at this point in his career as he can work his magic for a few minutes and then tag out before the rust spots start to show. It's during this match that I work out one of the things that makes Aussie Open so special. They can do every role you need in a tag match. They can be high energy, they can work strong style, they can bully, brawl, do comedy and face peril. Truly one of the most versatile teams on the planet and it is good to see their arms raised in victory here. And finally for the night, Samoa Joe faces a mystery opponent and that opponent is Cheeseburger. 
it's wonderful to see him here as basically Ring of Honor's mascot. The crowd love him, people feel good when they see him, and he takes a beating like absolutely no one else. I really hope the AEW version of Ring of Honor keeps using him. Incidentally, the match lasted less time than it took me to read this last paragraph. We've got one more week before the pay-per-view, and already we have the makings of a really solid card. I'm sure more will be added, but Athena vs. Yuka will be amazing. Joe vs. Mark Briscoe will be brutal, and both the ladder match and Vikingo vs. Commander will be ridiculous. And of course, Claudio and Eddie will bring their respective A-games. Four weeks in, and this actually feels like a proper brand. I can't wait to see where they go from here. Thanks guys, and until next time, keep it honorable. Another awesome review from Ian about Ring of Honor. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Yuta, Wheeler, Wheeler, Huda is uh, facing Shibata on Supercard of Honor. Luke, what are your thoughts? My thoughts is like, I'm not watching this weekly show. I watch too much wrestling. So I was in two minds. I've gotten the other two uh, Tony Khan booked Ring of Honor shows and I enjoyed them. And I thought, oh, I'm not watching the weekly show. Maybe this is a pay-per-view I could maybe miss. And now, now I'm going to message um, my mate who watches AEW with me if uh, he wants to go Harvey's in uh, in that because <laughs> I want to see Shibata wrestle. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, yeah. So I don't know. I, I I really want want to see that match. Also, I guess Ring of Honor is not like AEW. Uh, New Japan guys can go there and win. Yeah, he'll see open. That's true. You know, it's almost like they're not AEW because they aren't. So that's good. Um, I don't understand this, but at the same time, great. Hopefully Shibata likes Wheeler Yuta. You know what I mean? And that's why this is happening. Um, it's kind of weird, but here we are. Uh, so Ian pointed out something in his review that I went on a quite a diatribe about recently. And he's like, he's like, you know, this Aussie Open team, they can kind of do whatever. Remember, they're like good at everything. Remember, I just went on like a half hour time drive about that. Like a the Aussie ago. effect. I remember. Yeah, this is the Aussie effect, man. They can do it all. It's great that other people are seeing it too. That makes me happy. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, they can do it all. And in in that can do, can do it all kind of spectrum is have never as fuck matches, <laughs> which is uh, which which is something I'm happy happy to see. I I don't know if I, I said this on the show, but uh, I think I did. Like Shingo and uh, Goto, definitely super mega confirmed. I'm a little worried, but uh, that's happening, which is good. That's happening where? It's happening at the same place uh, that uh, I saw the last Tamashi show. So oh, this, uh, oh, Tamashi in okay. Thornbury. So yeah, so it's uh, it's Tamashi. It was like I don't know. I spent the extra twenty dollar dues or whatever it is for a meet and greet, and I was just like, I just want to meet Shingo and see Robbie Eagles again. I suppose I'll get a photo go to yeah, just to make you jealous. <laughs> yeah, please, please, and and you know you can be sneaky flipping him off in the picture. He won't know. He's dumb. It's fine. But uh, well, well, we were <laughs> talking about Ring, Ring of Honor, Luke. So yes, please. Um, you know, cheeseburger. What are your thoughts on cheeseburger? I've only Marco seen him a handful of times. <laughs> <laughs> Marco Bay would eat him. Yes, that's true. He's going to cover you in bonos. Run. <laughs> I like I him. He reminds 
He reminds me of uh, Spike Dudley, like that role. He's there to he's take Tremendous, epic yeah. bumps and get the crowd behind him and then just lose. <laughs> so I don't know if you remember this, but Cheeseburger used to be kind of a perennial contender in the Rambo every year. You know, and so they, you know, they'd have the, that was when the Rambo was a little more silly, believe it or not. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> a, you know, remember they had that guy that uh, was sick one at one time and, you know, he so it was always like, or something. yeah, yeah, it was always some kind of like, you know, fun thing to do. And so Cheeseburger would show up and he'd be fucking super over. And like, for you know, they always say, you know, we're big in Japan. Well, Cheeseburger was super over in New Japan. And uh, every time you wrestle there, it would be, you know, big fucking deal. So I hope hope we get to see him in New Japan a little bit, maybe at some point. Because Cheeseburger rules. From what I understand, he's been <clears throat> like one of the backstage guys and trainers for Ring of Honor for years and years. So, like, it, you know, that's kind of been his role since he hasn't been, you know, in the ring as much. Which I, I hope he's in there more. I was, I, I was happy to hear that he is showing up on the show. So, Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I agree with... Uh... Pazine here, like Mark Briscoe is a face for life. There's nothing yeah. you could ever do to change that. Super mega baby face. So I don't know. I'm glad. Man, that's brutal for him too. Like it's brutal all around, isn't it? But man, he got off. He got back up on that horse and started wrestling pretty quick. Maybe maybe needed to throw himself into his work or something like that. That's how some people process with it. So I don't know. He's been doing good stuff. Yeah, it's really tough too because like. You know, you can't, I don't know, you can't, like, every match can't be for his brother. You know what I mean? Like, it has to be, like, a, a there has to be a different storyline, and that other storyline will always be there. You know what I mean? But it doesn't have to be spoken anymore. You know what I mean? Which, I, I prefer that. I hate when they, you know, use the same storyline over and over again as something that's real like that, and you're just kind of like, yeah, okay, let's not cheapen this, please. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm happy for him, you know, and uh, I, you know, I, apparently he's doing great as far as like he's getting all kinds of appearances. He's been on uh, AEW a bunch, too. And I, I don't know. Good for him, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, man, it's just it just boggles my mind because I saw that, that trilogy of matches between FTR and the Briscoes, they're fantastic, all of them. And you always oh, yeah. put it in, after that third match, you you kind of been like, man, they're not going to stop at three, maybe for a year or two, and then they'll get back into it. Now, man, at least we still will always have those three matches. So that's that's the that's the main thing, I guess. But man, oh my god, it's a wild year, both in terms of like really amazing, awesome shit, and also some really really hot, bad, terrible shit. Yeah. It's a wild year for wrestling. Is, 2023 is bad news. <laughs> it's just bad news in general. But, you know, we do have some bright spots uh, poking through the uh, dark clouds, and, and that's nice. So I'm glad Ring of Honor's doing well, and, and, you know, Ian's doing a good job with that. So, uh, you know, it's nice to have to, to be able to learn about something without having to watch it because I'm not interested in watching it, you know, so – um, but, uh, but yeah, man, I'm, I don't know. That's, I guess that's all the wrestling stuff, right? Or is it? Uh, it, 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 there's just one more thing before we get to the grand finale. And, uh, I saw a little bit of this on the Tweety and what, and I'm like, what is this Doki ninja, ninja Doki? 
What yeah, the hell is that all about? So a while back, um, it was announced during a show as like a big announcement. It was like on March 26th, Chi and Iska will be doing a thing. And we, I, but we never, it looked like it was a show. Sorry. Like they were going to face each other. But it turns out it was like an iron finger match. It was like they thumb wrestled or something like that on, on Taichi's like, YouTube three, channel. I, I, think. Thumb. I don't know oh. for sure, but but uh, Doki did a run in <laughs> it dressed as a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That's freaking hilarious. I saw that and I, I knew it was Doki right away. Well, yeah. I, I can never forget the top half of that face. No, it's no, or that, or that hairline, you know. It's so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, thank you, Chody. Just brought me. Coffee. I like when his hair gets all messed up, like he's Shawn Michaels. You know, he like, he like pulls it back, and it gets all crazy. It's funny. I like that. <clears throat> yeah. All right, so I had to bring up uh, Doki Ninja. I would have been remiss if I hadn't have done that, but we do have. A wrestler diary and it is by it's by taichi this is the first uh, time we've had a well a returning diary i guess this is the second time we've covered covered this diary so uh it is episode 146 and it's called just five guys life no, just five guys exclamation point life yeah that's right now this is Sorry. a uh, this is an interview here, and it's an interview yes. between Okamoto and Taichi. And uh, you know I've already been Taichi once, so it's your turn to be Taichi. So uh, you know I'll start this one out for you. And this was um, posted uh, or written, we're not sure, on March 18th, 2023. Taichi-san, thanks for your time today. It's almost your birthday, Taichi-san, the 19th, if I'm not mistaken. Also, there's a really great podcaster whose birthday is in March as well, just a couple days after. I'll go ahead and wish you and him a very happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, merry, merry birthday, Mr. Andy. Thank you. Why are you laughing? Uh, oh, right. Sorry. What's with the birthday celebrations? It's just another step closer to my death. I have less than half of my life left. Assuming that I'm healthy and able to move freely and drink as much as I want until I'm 65, then I've only got about 20 years left to enjoy the rest of my life. Well, I'm almost there. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Well, I don't think that's the case. There are many people in their 70s and 80s who enjoy their lives. From their point of view, 40-somethings are not that old. I mean, just look at Tiger Hattori. <laughs> Well, that's that's true. We pro wrestlers, we never know when we're going to get broken down and infirm since we have such a rough and tumble lifestyle. That is the fate of pro wrestler, pro wrestlers. Uh, looking back on this past year, what kind of year was it, Taichi? Oh, all in all, there were all sorts of good things and fun things, but overall, it was probably the worst year I've ever had. Yeah, it's been a really rough 42nd year of my life in a, in a lot of ways. Oh, I see. There are many things that outsiders can't tell about what's going on under the surface. Everyone is living with their own suffering and sorrow. Speaking of birthdays and presents, what is it that you want most right now, Taichi-san? What? what kind of question was that? Man, 
this reporter doesn't do segues. Uh, yes. What 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 do I want? Uh, nothing in particular. Even if I get money, even if I get expensive presents, I'm sure I'll be happy. But nothing will really truly satisfy me. What is this empty feeling? <laughs> Taichi San, I understand. What you need is love, isn't it? You claim that you don't need it, but I felt something wonderful in your match with Sonata the other day. Regardless of whether you were a man or a woman, the love and your meddlesome personality will always be conveyed to someone. I'm sure that one day a woman, a woman will reciprocate Tai Chi's love back to him. <laughs> Sorry, is that a question? Or all right, I don't know. I'm writing an intimate conversation with Okamoto, but at the end, it's me who's writing the entire thing. It's so embarrassing. Stop it. It's okay. You don't have to be so tough. The only thing Taichi-san needs is love. Please take this wonderful gift on the eve of your birthday. Please accept it. I hope it turns your sad life around. Huh? Who's there? Brother Taichi, this is my gift. And so, the Sanayan who had put a ribbon on himself, appeared in front of Tai Chi, and the two shook hands firmly and embraced. The time has come. We are going to change the landscape of New Japan Pro Wrestling. A team of only five men. Just five. Five! Guys! Guys! <laughs> wow. So Sanayan is Sonata. Uh, so Sonata appeared to give Tai Chi his love as a special birthday gift from the reporter who set that up so wow oh that's nice of that reporter but holy shit that reporter gets, gets a bit dark yes tai chi i believe that you are an incredibly sad loser and it is sad that you are an incredibly sad loser however merry birthday and i hope you have wonderful gifts and presents anyway it's your birthday stop being so depressed you fucking depressed motherfucker. i mean tai chi tai chi's the one that took it in that direction with his like well it's another day towards the grave <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> It's like, tai, tai Chi, how's your day today? Uh, same shit, different smell. He's that kind of dude. <laughs> yeah. That's annoying, by the way. That's like, uh, how's the weather? You know, fuck off. <laughs> that's, that's just Hope there was only talk. one rain cloud and it followed you, you motherfucker. Shut up about the weather. <laughs> <laughs> that, was that was definitely a good one. I like that. Yeah, that's right. Cares about the freaking, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Mind you, it's pretty... No, I'm not going to go into that. Uh, I will mention that uh, <laughs> my, my stolen car got found. And uh, oh. we brought, we'd already bought a new car, but um, the other one is a little damaged. So we, we decided, oh, we'll get a new car. And then, yeah, we'll use up all the all the gas in, in the one that we've gotten. And then we'll take it to the wreckers, get a couple hundred bucks from it. And uh, yeah, didn't get to use that tank of gas. Somebody else did. And uh, the funny thing is, we took we went to the wreckers to see the state of it. It wasn't that bad. One window was damaged and no bumper bar, but lots of scratches. But it, it was fine. Uh, I look inside the the the, the boot or, or the trunk in the in the glove compartment, and I'm like, holy shit, Charity! I don't think I've ever seen the car this clean before. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was fucking gone. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we will still get a couple hundred bucks from the wreckers, but uh, <laughs> if somebody stole everything out of my car, they would get some pens, a bunch of bottled waters, a bunch of empty bottled waters, um, the manual to my uh, to my car, and like 
last year's tax records that I swear to God I'm taking to the tax guy. It's like that's what I got. Yeah. I don't mean. I think the only major thing they took from our car was like there was a, uh, you know, a, a little like a little kit that you have that, that if your car battery dies, you can like oh, jumpstart yeah. yourself. We got a portable one of those. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was cool because uh, well, Charlie they... and I will leave the lights on at some point in our Aww. driving adventures. It, it it just will happen. One of us will do it. it it's just a fact. Well, they didn't just take that. They also took your car's dignity, Luke. <laughs> you can never have that back. I'm sorry. Um, so funny story about those little charger things, right? When yeah. uh, those were first like popular, like usually, you know, service stations would have them here in America and it'd be like, ooh, that's neat. You know, you don't have to pull your car up to somebody to jump them. They just have the jumper box, right? And so I was, uh, this is in 2000, the year 2000. I was on my way to Cleveland, Ohio for a concert that had the following acts on it. Papa Roach, Eminem, <laughs> The Executioners. Very, it was like, oh you God. know, rock and rap. It was the most 2000s concert ever. So you I'm on my way to, to yeah. it. Yeah. And, uh, and we, like, I have a, a, an issue with my battery, like when I'm on the highway, right? And uh, so I'm on the highway, but I could see a service station right there. So uh, my girlfriend at the time, I'm like, you stay with the car. I'm going to run over there. I go grab him and I say, listen, my car broke down on the highway. Can you send a wrecker up here? And he's like, sure. So they send a wrecker up and he gets out that little uh, power pack thing. And he tries to jump my car and says, uh, yeah, it looks like your alternator's bad because it won't it won't charge the battery. So it won't stay on. Oh, but I but I got an idea. This guy's like, he has a great idea. He said, why don't we just put the power pack on the engine and we'll just kind of shut your, your, uh, hood, but it won't, it won't latch, you know, we'll just shut it. And then you can drive behind me and follow me to the service station. And I'm, I'm, you know, 20 years old. I'm fucking stupid. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that sounds like a great idea. It's a windy day, Luke. And, uh, so we get about 20 feet. And maybe up to like 30 miles an hour and my, my, you know, hood goes flying up, of course, and just smashes my windshield. <laughs> I, you know, I've been in some, some harrowing driving situations, but this was on like a, you know, like an eight lane highway, um, you know, oh, with, like no, with like no divider and a turning lane. And uh, it was terrifying. So I just kind of got off the side of the road. They towed my car for free. The guy was very embarrassed. And they did all my repairs for free, but they didn't, they basically didn't pay for the windshield though. So, and I was too dumb to, you know, to be like, well, you're also buying me a windshield. I was just happy to get out of there with a free alternator because I don't think I could have afforded to get it in the first place anyway. So it kind of worked out. We went to the concert in time and everything, but it was like, man, don't ever do that. <laughs> oh my God. That's fucking awesome. Like, I know you hated it at the time, but it would have been funny, especially if, like, after that, like, in a cop show, you just, like, smash the window out so you could see through it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, or, what was that or, movie where someone put their foot through it and they got stuck in there? <laughs> oh, I don't know. And then they, like, have to drive around that way. That, that sounds like, um, you know, uh, 21 Jump Street or something like that, you know? Like, that sounds like something that would happen in one of those. All the other guys or something like that. So, someone yes. listening to this will, will, will inform us what movie that was from. I can't believe it. So, anyway. 
that was uh that was harrowing i don't even remember how i got off the road but i i did it safely somehow and we survived and i'm a very good driver it turns out <laughs> oh my god but you got to see papa roach is that like is that the one that's like cut my life into pieces yeah. at them uh yeah see there you go which wow. by the way that that song is the exact same song as a much better song that came out around the same time maybe a little earlier called brain stew by uh green day that song's amazing you know um listen to those two songs but remove the lyrics and they're the same fucking song <laughs> fuck you really Papa Roach. yes Donna. 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 Yeah. <laughs> it's just like one's just an awesome song and one is a a, a song that everyone liked those bands at that time like i remember being like super into limp biscuit and stuff and all that kind of shit well i was at this concert to see eminem luke because i was big into hip-hop at the time and uh you know he was obviously humongous at the time as well saw him oh ludicrous was on that show too and there was a bunch of people but uh, the the rock band was Papa Roach, and I had to kind of, you know, sit through them to get to Eminem. But you know, <laughs> I, they really cut oh, my, my life into pieces. <laughs> they did. Like my wings. <laughs> <laughs> was your last resort? Oh my god. Oh yep. shit. Oh my goodness. All right. So, Mister Mister Guy. That's me. Is, uh, is, it, <laughs> is there anything else that uh, you'd, you'd like to add? To I mean, I want to tell you all about this show. I've been watching 12 Monkeys, but, you know, we'll leave that for another day. Just finally watching it. I love the Terry Gilliam movie. The TV show is pretty cool. It's like a, you know, alternate version of the story that's pretty neat. So uh, I like it. Cool. I've heard good things about it. I've never watched it. And uh, so, yeah, I, did, I, I didn't even get around to like uh boring you to death with uh, how awesome yakuza is so i can yeah. do that next time i was trying so, yeah. to find i was trying to find like a standoff from that game you know because i was looking for i, I made a new like never realm logo thingy right of course i used ali and frazier <laughs> with Tom king in the middle <laughs> but uh but i was look at first i was trying to find a yakuza standoff and I couldn't find one where it was like two people across from each other. Does that happen in the game ever? Yeah, um, I'll take it. I'll try to take a photo, or um, I know I can I can Google the actual names of people, so because uh, I know them, so go. I'll try that as well. So yeah, but uh, there should be pl- plenty out there with uh, Kiru and Majima. I'll be surprised if there isn't, but uh, I'll get I'll get back to you on that. I will. Does that guy point in this ear ever? Uh, Kiru. Uh, no, no, he doesn't. No, he just but, looks uh, like Sonata. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. But uh, it's not just the look; it's also kind of like that stoic personality as well. <laughs> so, uh, his face doesn't. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah. just the it's just the old graphics. <laughs> Sonata's a real person. So. Oh my That's goodness! Funny. Yeah. All right. Well. I don't know how to sign these off because, like, Gator didn't really do anything this week. <laughs> he let but, people uh, do stuff. Yeah, he did. Uh, poor Jeff Cobb. He has to job at AEW. 
hey, he'll look awesome, you know, and hopefully there'll be some shenanigans with the uh, that gets other people involved. That'd be fun. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, oh yeah, that's a good enough sign off, isn't it? In uh, Jeff Cobb, we trust. <laughs>